Acts 17.22 says, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. Most of you listening already know that Groundhog Day is observed every year on February 2nd in the United States and Canada at least. What you might not know is the history behind Groundhog Day. It all started in Europe when Catholic Christians celebrated something called Candlemas, which was supposed to commemorate the day when Jesus was presented for his circumcision at the temple in Jerusalem. As these Catholics observed this feast, they couldn't help but develop very pagan ideas, as Roman Catholics are so often wont to do. And uh, at some point, someone claimed that if a Candlemas was a sunny day, then that meant there would be another 40 days or so of cold and snow. This baseless superstition is rarely correct in predicting the weather, but that's how it went down. <laughs> but later in Germany, it was decided that the declaration of Candlemas being a sunny day uh, to, to determine how long winter would last needed something more definite. After all, sun, you know, sunshine comes out at least a little while almost every day. So how do we determine whether it's mostly cloudy and partly sunny or a day that's partly cloudy and mostly sunny? Well, the brilliant answer was the hedgehog, or some claim it was a badger. According to the historian you want to believe, if someone observed a hedgehog or a badger, as the case may be, casting a shadow, well, then that settled the matter. There would be four more weeks of winter. <laughs> Trust the science, after all. And then when some Germans later immigrated to America, they decided that instead of a hedgehog or a badger, they would trust a groundhog to provide their 40-day weather forecast. And on February 2nd, 1887, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, held their first Groundhog Day festival, and the rest is sort of history. Uh, some of you might be interested to also know that a groundhog is actually a woodchuck. Now, I don't know about you, but I had no idea that Groundhog Day was in any way connected to the uh, observation of a feast about the circumcision of Jesus. But I do know one thing, it's plain silly. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with having a little fun. And uh, just like the whole Santa Claus thing at Christmas, I think children should be told that it's all just a silly game. Um, that grown-ups play, and they can be told the real history behind Santa Claus and the Groundhog Day. The important thing is that we don't in any way give place to superstition. Uh, some people believe in this stuff, and they're serious about it. Um, I remember as I was, I was a young man, and I told a lady that I didn't think the Groundhog Shadow has anything to do with the weather. <laughs> And she got snarky with me, told me she knew how accurate it could be if it were done right uh, by the people who are officiating the event, of course. <laughs> so anytime Groundhog's Day predictions were wrong, it was because of human error. It wasn't because of the Groundhog. <laughs> but it really is amazing just how pagan human beings uh, just seem to be by their very nature. Think of all the superstitious things you may have grown up believing in or things that otherwise seemingly intelligent people believe in, like breaking a mirror is bad luck. Seven years bad luck is what I was always told. Opening an umbrella indoors, exiting the same door you enter in a building, uh, stepping on a crack, 
uh, crossing yourself, you know, saying tight after a person sneezes, knocking on wood. If the Apostle Paul saw all this nonsensical stuff, I'm sure he'd say to modern Americans what he said to the Athenians. I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. Our trust is in the Lord. We believe in the power of God's word spoken and in prayer spoken in Jesus' name. We're not slaves to superstitious formulas or praying to certain saints as we only pray to our Father in Jesus' name. As Paul asked about Christians being pulled into false religion of the Judaizers in Galatians 4.9. But now, after that ye have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage?